A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. You may not think that frogs and water quality have anything to do with cookies or shelf-stable goods. But to Chris Marion, they all go together in supporting the well-being of communities. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. Chris Marion is a farmer from Blanchardville who is dedicated to soil and water stewardship. She is a part of the River Alliance of Wisconsin, Wisconsin Farmers Union, Wisconsin Women in Conservation, and has played a key role in the cottage food law. She explains more about how all of these things are connected, starting with her farm. Circle M is on 20 acres, just southwest of Madison, outside of Blanchardville. We're in the suburbs of Blanchardville, which is a town of 800. And we started our farm about a decade ago with organic veggies. We were selling through CSA, Community Supported Agriculture, certified organic. And I had started a farmer's market, so we were also selling in Blanchardville. And we have slowly morphed over the years to be now really just farm hospitality. So we are no longer growing veggies. We grow sheep and I sell wool and I host a lot of people on my farm. You also believe soil and water stewardship are a priority. Can you tell me about your environmental advocacy on this topic? And I'm sure you're incorporating that onto your farm. Yeah, well, my journey with conservation has been a long one. We moved to Blanchardville from Chicago because I was sick. I had rheumatoid arthritis, and we moved to the country because we believed it would help me get better. And sure enough, in two years, I was off all of my medication. (laughs) So I am a big believer in the fresh air and the clean water and growing your own food, organic agriculture. I really believe that those are healing investments that we should be making all across the nation for the sake of our health. But I have a special affinity for the tree frogs (laughs) on my land, and a lot of my connection to water quality in particular comes from the interactions I have with the frogs on my place. We're on a wetland. We actually graze a sedge meadow. We use managed grazing. And the health of the frogs and the other wildlife lets me know how I'm doing with my sheep. So to me, management of whether it's crops, because I did a lot of tilling when I was in organic agriculture and I needed to really watch that I wasn't burning up my fertility and abusing my land, even though I was organic. And now, though I'm primarily grazing, it's a real balancing act. You want to take care of the wildlife as much as the livestock. So for me, it's all about the frogs. If they seem healthy and happy, I am healthy and happy. But I have been sent on a journey by my own place to really work with my whole neighborhood. I became aware that it's not enough to just do organic agriculture or conservation agriculture on 20 acres. The stream, Gordon Creek that runs through my place is connected up and down to a lot of other landscapes. And I live on the Pecatonica River, which is part of a very large watershed. And so I realized pretty early on that if I wanted healthy waters on my place, I needed to work with all of my neighbors. So that's kind of my impetus. Now I actually work for Wisconsin Women in Conservation. So it's come full circle. I'm working across the state in water advocacy. You are part of the River Alliance of Wisconsin. What are key issues that you're advocating for and the work being done to help with all of those things that you just kind of mentioned? 
brand? I would say the hallmark of what River Alliance is doing is working toward a rational water policy that would be watershed-based. And the reason I think that's such a powerful way of looking at water quality and really soil health is because it recognizes that these are systems, big systems. And currently, we work on water quality kind of on a county-by-county basis. I'm a county supervisor. I know that the funding comes to the counties to work on soil and water health. And that's great, but really we need to work in much bigger sections of land. So I really like being on the River Alliance board. I've met a lot of amazing people, folks from the tribes, uh, folks from Milwaukee, folks who are working on water quality in many different ways than just agriculture. And I really appreciate that. I think that River Alliance and Farmers Union and other partners like that are working hard together to advance a rational water policy across the state. One of the things I heard is that a study was released that showed that the fish that are caught in our Wisconsin rivers and our Great Lakes system are 100 times or maybe 300 times higher in PFAS than farm-raised fish. And that is a catastrophic bit of news. That is the kind of thing that really compels me to continue this work of water and soil health advocacy. That could be just catastrophic for our Wisconsin tourism industry. Of course, if the fish aren't well, we're not well because we're drinking that same water. And I think it is high time we woke up and took water quality seriously. And that's why Farmers Union voted as a body, as members, that water quality issues were going to be one of our top policy issues for this year. Those experiences have really played a role into your life and made you so passionate. And they've also, I'm sure, played a role into some of your most recent endeavors. Can you tell me about your work on the cottage food law, which allows Wisconsin food producers to sell homemade, shelf-stable, or unbaked goods from their homes? Can you touch on how that was started why it was a need and take me through what that is. Yeah, you would think that fish (laughs) and water and cookies have nothing in common, but for me they have everything in common because I love living in a small town and I think Wisconsin is still pretty unique in the nation in that we still have a lot of thriving small towns. We still have a lot of thriving small and mid-sized farms. That's becoming rarer and rarer across the nation and the world and for me having the ability at home cottage food producers to sell to their neighbors is a tremendous part of building strong local economies. So for a decade, I have been in a fight with a bunch of friends, which has now grown to a couple thousand friends who are fighting for cottage food freedoms in this state. We are behind the rest of the nation. About 10 years ago, we started working with the legislature on a cookie bill, which was going to allow us to bake cookies at home that were shelf-stable, that could be sold at farmers markets and through face-to-face interactions. It never made it through the legislature. We went through two cycles, four years worth of working. We had the votes, we had the policy written, but the Speaker of the House just wouldn't put it on the agenda. So it never came to a vote. However, we've won three lawsuits now, the most recent of which was in December. And the good news is, even though we don't have uh, good policy in Wisconsin, we cannot be banned 
from selling non-hazardous foods that we make at home. So you mentioned you have one lawsuit, but it's still not in legislation. Can you explain what's next then? Well, we never know what's next. There's now a Wisconsin Cottage Food Association, a couple thousand people working together with a nonprofit law institute, the Institute for Justice, who has represented us in these three lawsuits. We just want to make sure that people cannot be fined thousands of dollars for baking cookies. That's bottom line. People want to roast coffee. They want to make macarons. They want to sell gluten-free bread. And customers, consumers, want to get as close to the source of their food as possible. For me, the ideal thing that would be next is some kind of commission on cottage food that could look at the whole landscape and help small business owners negotiate the very confusing landscape when you have no policy, but you actually have a winning lawsuit. It makes it confusing for people. So we want small businesses. We want thriving local economies. We want robust farmers markets. And we want small farms to have more opportunities. That was Chris Marion, a farmer in Blanchardville, an advocate for the agriculture industry through her extensive leadership of the River Alliance of Wisconsin, Wisconsin Farmers Union, Wisconsin Women in Conservation, and her role with the Cottage Food Law. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.